Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to the Wedded Wellness Podcast. I'm Ashley Sondergaard, your host and owner of Wedded Wellness. I realize that I haven't talked much about Wedded Wellness on any of these episodes yet, so I wanted to tell you just a little bit about what Wedded Wellness is um, outside of just this podcast. So Wedded Wellness is a brand that brings an actual marriage to being well and the wedding planning process and beyond into family life. So we provide couples yoga, um, private yoga classes, really wherever you're at, your home, a park, really wherever works. We also provide wedding day yoga. So again, you might be at your home or maybe at your wedding venue. That can be for just a couple or it can be for your whole wedding party, your girlfriends, your family, whoever it is. And then we do really fun bachelorette parties um, that include self-care and yoga or astrology and yoga. Um, you can book any of these services if you're here local in the Twin Cities. And if you're not, here's this podcast for you enjoy wherever you're at. Thanks so much for listening. And So today we're chatting with Anastasia Elbert. Anastasia is one of the Minnesota area leaders at Core Power Yoga. For those of you who know me, um, you know that I managed studios for Core Power for several years and I still teach there locally today. And I cannot say enough good things about Core Power. And a lot of it is due to this woman. She's taught me so much. Um, I feel so confident as a teacher because of the things that I learned at CPY. So shout out to anyone that's practiced there. It's such an amazing place. Anastasia had an awesome and beautiful wedding in Mexico last winter. And she's talking about that process and how she stayed pretty chill. And I know I was there. She really did stay pretty chill. So listen in. Do you remember planning your wedding? Are you planning it right now and thinking, why is this so stressful? You're not alone. With budgets to juggle, big plans to make, and friends and family to keep happy, wedding planning has become less about fun and more about work. Wedded Wellness is here to provide health and wellness tools to ease your stress and create routines that enable you to remain calm and strong on your big day and beyond. Because stress will always be with us. And what better than to cultivate wellness and identify your best self as you move into any stage of life. This is the Wedded Wellness Podcast. Welcome in listeners. We are recording in here in the lovely studio of my three-year-old's bedroom. And today I'm interviewing my friend Anastasia Albert. Welcome Anastasia. Hey. Hey. (laughs) I think it's safe to say that I've learned pretty much anything and everything about yoga from this person right here. So I don't know. I'm excited that she's here to chat with us about her life and about yoga, of course. Yes. Thank you for all your learnings. Thank you. Your teachings. Thank you for all of those as (laughs) well. Of course. (laughs) Of course, of course. We had the privilege of managing studios together at Core Power Yoga for a long time. We sat in a tiny office in Uptown. And like held each other's hand while doing the thing. It things. was smaller than this room, than your three year old bedroom. <laughs> but we got a lot done in there. We sure did. We it focused. Was fun. Yeah. Tell us about what you do now, Anastasia. Now I am an area leader for Core Power Yoga, and that's not a very common job title. So basically, that means regional manager. But I get to work with all of the Core Power Yoga studios here in the Twin Cities that are on the western half of town. So basically Minneapolis through Maple Grove. Um, And it's the best job ever for me specifically because ultimately what I get to do is empower people both personally and professionally. So not only do we work together to achieve 
you know, business goals, but also to ensure that the people on my team have full cups and that this feels like their heart work in addition to their day job. Mm-hmm. You totally do that too. Thanks. You're good at it. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty fun job. I can only imagine. Yeah. So yoga is your life. I mean, it's your job. It's your play. Do you, is it hard sometimes? Like, can that be your getaway still? Or like, what is your self-care right now? My self-care is a lot of Netflix. Yes. And Hulu and deep couch sitting. I've just recently (laughs) discovered that there's a new season of Vanderpump Rules on Hulu. I don't watch that show. I should do it. Oh, it's really great. Okay. I mean, it's like terrible and great because it's terrible. (laughs) Um, So that's my latest thing that I'm, you know, heading to the couch to do this. And then on the couch are also my three babies, which are doggies. And it's really become a non-negotiable for me to have that kind of snuggle time. That's my cup filler for sure. And by babies, you mean large greyhound nuggets <laughs> yeah. and a black, black lab, right? A chocolate lab, chocolate lab, a greyhound, and a staghound, which is like a greyhound but smaller and scruffy. And she's this little bear and she's great. Oh my gosh. And you foster dogs. I mean, you're just like... Yeah. These you have the two, and then did you end up adopting your third? No, not yet. She actually might get adopted by somebody who lives around the corner from us. Oh, good. Which would be really lovely. She'd still be close, but it's really hard not to get attached to her and feel like she's just mine. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I with our two old dogs, I can't. I mean, I love them, but I'm yeah. like another open dog. I can't. You, I know. I do. That. I know. We have a hard time not saying yes to everything dog related Kai was looking at the Humane Society like list of dogs the other day oh are getting another yep oh are you going to and I can't say no (laughs) we can have one more before the city of Minneapolis calls us hoarders really yeah that's really for they do that yeah how do they know you're supposed to register them um oh my goodness this may be a tangent nope I think it's okay (laughs) this 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 really gives us context to you as a human (laughs) great um, and you mentioned Kai. Kai yes. is your husband. He is my husband. Kai is so fun, everyone. You, ugh, he's just, you are both very different in a really good way. Very complimentary. We're, exactly, yeah. How long have you been together? We started dating in August of 2013. Oh, yeah. So math, deep. does that mean like five and a half years, six and a half years? Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Mm-hmm. And you've been married for how long now? We got married in March of 2019, so seven months. Okay. Yeah. So far, how does the newlywed period feel? It feels great and not really any different at all from what it felt like to not be married, which I think is actually a really good sign. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Because you live together and then, yeah, yep. now you just have a title. We've lived together. We've had dog babies and dog babies. <laughs> and now we sort of have a title, but we actually haven't even gotten a marriage license yet. So really? Yeah. Do you have to get, I mean, do you have to get one? No. I mean, if you just want to call each other your husband and wife, you can do that. But in terms of like legalities and taxes and stuff like that, oh. you need the thing that the state says. You are a You union. are wed. Because you got married out of the country then? That's why you didn't necessarily have one? I think so. We also didn't get married through any kind of church okay. or anything like that. So there wasn't anybody telling us that we had to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I learned something new. Great. I was like so weirdly checklisty about all of those things when I got married. Like yeah. we need to have our like every single piece of, I don't know, you know, like those labels that you put on your envelopes. 
Like, they need to be perfectly addressed. Uh, mm-hmm. I was also maybe a little young when I got married. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think it also speaks to my tendency to just, I don't know, not plan things. I don't think that's true of me <laughs> at all. You plan like crazy. I do, and I don't really like to. You don't? No. Interesting. No. What do you, do you like to experience then versus plan? I want to show up and have it all set. Mm. And I just get to enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. That does sound nice. Now that you're saying that. Okay, so everyone, Anastasia had the most beautiful wedding. Mm. I mean, honestly, mm, the most beautiful wedding I've ever seen in Mexico. And we're not talking like Cancun. We're not talking hotels. And like, we're talking beautiful rural Mexico. I mean, what part of the country was it? I don't even, I was there, but I don't really know where I was. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming. Yeah. And it was in the, uh, the state of Mexico is called Yucatan. And that's the, essentially how Mexico creates the Gulf of Mexico. There's a little scoop and then the part that comes up, that's the Yucatan Peninsula. Cancun is close by and that's where you fly into and that's in the state of Quintana Roo. And then you drive to the west and you find yourself in the state of Yucatan. It was so beautiful. That's where we were. John, my husband, was, he's just, I don't know. He's very, he likes to travel, but he's very particular. He calls them his creature comforts about what he needs to have in, like, a hotel room. I believe it. I believe it. So at first, when he's like, I'm like, we're going to Mexico for Anastasia and Kai's wedding. It's going to be so cool. He's like, but, like, where? Yeah. Right? We don't have, like, room service or whatever. <laughs> Is there going to be running water? <laughs> and in the end, it was, I mean, one of the most trips, fun trips we've ever done. You all scored the Airbnb of all Airbnbs. Oh, also. it was beautiful. It yeah. Cool and oh, on the beach. Yeah. Why did you decide on that place? So Kai's family has a home really close to our the place where, that ended up being our wedding venue. And he grew up part-time there. He, like me, moved around a bunch as a kid within the States, but always would return with his family to this part of Mexico. So between the two of us, it was what felt the most like home to either of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did it feel like home when you were there? I mean, you went a little bit back and forth to prep for it, but like Mm -hmm. when you were there for the wedding, I mean, is that, did it feel like that? No. No. Yeah. We've been there, I've been there probably four or five times now, and it's been lovely, so it didn't feel totally unfamiliar, but I'll say that what felt most like home about it is having the people who I care about the most there. That's what made it what I needed it to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, I think when people talk about um, destination weddings, it's like, well, you know, who's going to come? Who's going to make the trip? Did you find that that was a barrier or did like the people I mean the people that you needed to be there they were there as far as I could tell totally okay you know there wasn't anybody of course I would have loved for more people to for if it would if it could have been more accessible to more people and I can't imagine a way that the day would have been more perfect. And so mm. much of that has to do with the folks who were able to be there. But but I actually, when I say that, I, I don't want to discount anyone who wasn't able to make the trip because it was just so evident that we had the support of all of the people in our lives who matter to us, whether they were there physically or 
you know, spiritually energetic. Right. Yeah. Right. They were. Yeah. And you didn't you didn't do like an after party. You know, sometimes people do that, right? Where like you do a party back at home. No. Mm-mm. Just did it. We did it all. Get it mm-hmm. done with. Yeah. <laughs> Get it done with. And less things to plan. That's true. Yeah. Would you say, and you don't obviously have another comparison to like an in-country wedding or sure. like an at-home wedding. Mm-hmm. Was it stressful for you? It was stressful in the sense that I wanted to, I wanted it to be a thing that was worth the trip. Okay. For folks to, you know, take time out of their lives, time away from their families, their work, the, just the simple expense of coming. I wanted it to feel worth it to everybody in that regard. Um, and so I think if I, reflecting back, if I had any stress, it was just based around meeting expectations Mm. and, for anybody planning a wedding, I think the less expectation you put on yourself, the more it turns out to just be the thing that you want it to be. I hear this a lot from brides that the expectation is often in our own heads, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, a guest at your wedding, had no expectation. Was pleasantly surprised with everything I'm that so came glad. down the pipeline. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yet it's so common to have maybe a little narrative in our heads that says, "Well, of course they expect everything to be planned out." Yeah everything to be this way and Mm -hmm. it's just not always the case I loved all of the details that were a part of our day and then now looking back I wonder you know how much did that place card matter you know to to guess or like now a year after the fact is it so important to me that that thing was present or not yeah so I think in terms of meeting expectations we see so much on social media and Pinterest and the wedding industry is huge and so profitable and allows you to feel like I quote unquote need all of these different things when I think at the end of the day and I was actually just talking to a dear another dear friend about this this morning what you need out of a wedding is the support of those that you really care about and a commitment commitment from your partner yeah yeah I love those two, I mean, support. And sometimes you need to really clarify what support looks like for people, right? Like, yes. I need your support in not giving me any more advice right now. <laughs> yes. And just listening to me whine about this. Yes. Or, you know, yeah, that commitment from your partner, like, in tasks, but also in just, like, I'm going to be here when we have some small meltdowns. It's going to be fine. <laughs> or just, you know, not even necessarily in the planning process, but I'm committed to you for the rest of our lives yeah. together. Yeah, because this one day is truly one, one flipping day. Yeah. Start of the whole life together. But in our case, it turned out to be really freaking awesome. It was so fun. Yeah. You, so is there anything that you, you would have changed or did you get any really good advice that you were like, yes, I'm so glad I got that information or like what learnings did you have now in hindsight? In hindsight, I think my biggest learning is what I just said, which is the the details themselves. You know, if you're in this planning process right now, I would say ask yourself hard questions about those details. Are they going to matter to you the next day, a year later, five years later when you're looking back on your wedding? That's If there's anything that I would do differently, it would be things around those lines. But the advice that I got actually from my boss at core power that was given to her from her boss at core power <laughs> we're, wise, we're a family of wise, wise ladies. ladies yes at core power. wise lady bosses um <laughs> is that nobody notices as much at a wedding as they do how happy the bride is 
Oh, I guess it gives me goosebumps. Right? Like, who cares what's on your plate or what this place setting is or what chair I'm sitting on? Like, that bride is having a great time. This is a great wedding. That's so true. I think so, too. Then, like, the number one comment I got about our wedding from friends and family was not, oh, I loved your lemons that was holding a placeholder, which I thought was pretty flippant. Super awesome. important. Super important and very cute. <laughs> yeah. They were like, Ashley, you were so present at yeah. your wedding. Like, you came, you know how you do the whole, like, drive around after the ceremony and like don't show yeah. up or anything for whatever reason we were just like no like we probably need to start beverages immediately and like get to Excellent. the to the location yeah so we were there before the guests even arrived oh and it was so it just people were like wow like you were with us the whole time it was so fun and i think that's yeah. exactly it like people they're watching the bride and the groom especially mm. the bride yeah yeah <laughs> ensuring that they're having a good time mm-hmm Oh, I love that. And I think people just want to, you know, to the point of traveling to a destination wedding or guests having expectations for a wedding, I think more than anything, if they're there, they they are because they love you and they want to be a part of this thing that's a major milestone in your life. And they want to know that you're enjoying yourself. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. And you want to know that they're enjoying themselves too. And yes, you just kind of also have to trust that they are. You've done the work. Yeah. You can't really control that can't at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Speaking of control, mm. so, well, you said you're not a wildly, you don't enjoy planning mm. as much maybe as I do, but <laughs> you are a very organized person as far as I know and very mm-hmm. in control of your life mm-hmm. and, and the people around you in, in a really great way. You dance really well with like being grounded yet in control. Did you have a lot of control in this process and how did that feel if yes or no? So what I know about myself is, number one, I really don't enjoy planning. And largely, I think it's because uh, because of, like, a, an expectation thing. Like, I, I fear that I won't make a choice that other people will approve or enjoy, so I choose to not make any choices. Yeah. <laughs> and then in addition to that, the other thing I know about myself is that I don't instinctually trust somebody else to meet the expectations that I might have for a situation. And I think those two things can be a very paralyzing combination because if you don't want to do the planning but you don't trust somebody else to do the planning, what, you know, we're not going to get anywhere. What are we going to do? Yeah. So what I find is that I either micromanage the situation or I'm completely hands off. Hmm. And what needed to happen because of all the things that you described about this wedding venue, you know, it's in rural Mexico. It wasn't a resort wedding where you choose from package A, B, or C. You really had to like pull in every individual vendor and every individual detail and aspect yourself. I I just couldn't do all of that personally without having had to take multiple, multiple trips back and forth and that just wasn't going to be realistic with my work and our you know that would be a major expense and all that so I really had to say you know ask for help which is another thing I'm not good at and allow it to be to be somebody else's project Mm -hmm. for a large part of it whose project was it then my husband's sister and mother and father actually so a large part of his family live there in Mexico So his sister-in-law, Gabriella, actually did the majority of the coordination with all of our different vendors, Um, the communication with us. I've got these, you know, X, Y, Z options. Which one do you like best? What's your vision? And we just had to communicate really clearly with her and trust that 
that she had our best intentions in mind and she totally did. She crushed it. Mm-hmm. She did. Yeah. And it helps to have someone there. I mean, that's for sure. Absolutely. I think, I don't think we could have done it without her, without somebody there on the ground. Do you have any funny stories of, <laughs> I mean, there's language barriers, there's cultural differences. There's so yeah. many details. Anything that just was like, what is this? What is happening? <sighs> You know, I wish I did. I wish I had a, a really great, you know, this was the the major thing that blew up and here's how we worked through it. And really not. And I think largely because the process was so smooth, I, I knew better than to interject myself and to try to micromanage. I think that's how we could have gone off the rails. Um, but I did learn the day after the wedding that... You know, I had all of these really grand visions for what I wanted my my bridal bouquet to be. I wanted it to be really big, and I had all these specific flowers that I wanted in it, and I wanted it to be mostly green and, like, these spiky white things. (laughs) And the spiky white things specifically are not super easy to come by in Mexico, and also at that time of year, we're not in season. And because of Gabriella's you know, savvy communication and calm in the storm, she knew better than to tell me up until the day after the wedding that those flowers were not available. And you didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. Oh my God. She ended up getting some, but it wasn't until the day before the wedding that she found out what exactly she would be able to get for us. Okay. And then told me the day after when there wasn't anything anybody could do about it. And I was like, I couldn't even tell. It looked great. I had no idea. It works in your vision. And God bless you for like managing this storm over here and not bringing it, bringing it to me. (laughs) Cause I would have probably, by that point I was in Mexico and I would have like lost my bananas and she knew better. And thank you so much, Gabriella, wherever you are. Hopefully she listens. Yes. You're welcome. You're yes. Some smart lady. Yeah. I, I mean, emotions are so heightened at that point. They're just, everything is heightened. Mm-hmm. You're just overly sensitive. I mean, okay, I was so, I was talking about bouquets, so sensitive um, that my bouquet made me break out in a rash. No. Yes. Oh. <laughs> like straight up hives on my chest were in the basin of the church and my friend Kate like yells to her husband. She's like, all right, Sean, you need to go get, go to the CVS right now. I, need to go get the, I mean, but also whatever. It was fine. We can Photoshop that shit out. It's fine. Yeah. And what are you going to do about it in the moment? You're not going to like call everything off. Right. Yeah. It's fine. You just start the cocktails and you have a great time. Yes. Maybe not in the church, maybe right after. It's fine. Okay, maybe that. (laughs) I don't know. You you got to be out in the jungle, which is cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So something that I really took away from your wedding is, I mean, and I know you on a really personal level, is that you you often are an emotional person in a good way. Thank you. (laughs) And because I think you care really big about Mm -hmm. all the things – around you Mm -hmm. you care so deeply for your job and the people that you get to communicate with and be with and share with all the time Mm -hmm. and yet in you you did your own vows Mm -hmm. both of you did Mm -hmm. and in that moment I like I have goosebumps even thinking about it you were so present you were so grounded emotionally you were able to deliver your truth with like complete confidence um emotion in a way that wasn't necessarily like um, distracting. Yeah, it was very much like I don't. I thought I felt like a movie. I was just so blown away 
Do you have any, like, reasons why you were, that was that person? Like, what was happening right then? Actually, yeah. And it wasn't just right then. Um, I know that that's my tendency, to be in a situation that I care so much about and that I feel so, like, just, like, gosh, gobsmacked to be a part of something like that, that... Uh, I'm not able to be fully present and I'm not able to, I guess, like contain myself to the, to the extent that I'm not a distraction. And so kind of leading up to the day that week prior and definitely that morning, I was like, what am I going to do to ensure that this, you know, it goes well, I guess. And what I realized is that when I find myself in that place, it really is because I feel so ultimately humbled Mm. to be there and so what I needed to do was affirm for myself that I had earned all of that that like yeah you're freaking right all these people showed up from all around the world to Mm -hmm. be here this day so that morning I should show it to you actually I I wrote out this whole list of affirmations honestly and that was yourself Mm -hmm. and it was the best most empowering thing I did my own little like self-guided yoga flow with lots of um like uh third chakra solar plexus chakra twisty stuff and got myself into this place where I was feeling like a total badass and like you're darn right this is my wedding day and I look great and oh yeah thanks so much for partying with us you know (sighs) it was it was that was what I needed to find my presence and my grounding I didn't know that until just now yeah thank you for sharing that yeah Maybe you should lead a workshop for me sometime. Like, I would love to. That, that would be, be fun. <gasps> like Uh-oh. how to prep for your own vows and and walk. Yeah. And not that emotion, you know, shouldn't come shouldn't come up when in these moments. Like emotion is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yet the what you did was you exuded love mm-hmm. and emotion and confidence in a way that everyone felt it. Everyone was right there with you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, almost in like an out of body experience, like we were all there. Yeah, oh, love it. It's so cool. <laughs> and you had a friend. Um, what's the word? Officiate over it as well. Yes. And it was in Spanish and in English, the whole thing. That was a tough thing to manage. You know, how much do we want to do in English? How much do we want to do in Spanish? I wanted to make sure that it wasn't like a one for one. You know, I we say the sentence in English and then we say it in Spanish and then right. we say it in English we say it in Spanish. But there, it was definitely a multicultural experience. So planning a wedding ceremony in a couple different languages was a really interesting challenge. Mm-hmm. Marielle did such a good job. She did a great oh. job. We were very lucky that she speaks both languages. That yeah. was a like minimum requirement for our officiant. Yeah. And her amazing yeah. partner helped her too. I mean, it was like a family event for so many of us. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now you're, you know, we're removed from the wedding. You're back to normal life. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. Well, yeah. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're out of the amazing heat of Mexico. Yeah. And you're back in your regular routines and doing the things. Mm-hmm. Do you and Kai have any, anything you do together? Any self-care, pair care? Things that you do to bond, to grow, to empower each other? You know, I wish that I wish that I would could say, yes, and XYZ, here's what we do. And that's just not the honest truth. I th- most nights it looks like 
us on the couch with our dogs and our Netflix. <laughs> Good. Um, and probably I fall asleep and he's like, okay, go to bed. You're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> um, we used to set aside Friday nights as that was the time that we kept sacred for each other. We wouldn't make work commitments. If we wanted to do stuff with friends, it was stuff that we would do all together. And, you know, as life is, exceptions came up against that and we just kind of drifted out of it but I think if anything maybe the takeaway is that there isn't one thing that serves you through all of the stages of your life no matter what and the skill is to be able to pivot with your partner so -hmm. that you can create the ritual that works for you right now versus the thing that you committed to and we're doing this whether it works or not Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah in a couple episodes earlier we talked with Nellie about how self-care is not static yeah I mean there's no way that it needs to remain the same and things change I mean life changes you get another dog you're right (laughs) babies or whatever in the future I mean like things come up yeah and then you have to change what's happening yeah but it seems like you know you know, the tools to assess, to look inward, mm-hmm. which is such a, I mean, that's such a yoga, yogic thing yeah. to do. Do you have any parallels to yoga and, you know, this, this process of moving into partnership and like living, you know, in service of yourself, but in service of another person as well? It's maybe a bigger question than you were planning for today. <laughs> I like that you say service of another person because for me, yoga in a lot of ways is service of my own self. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned about myself and about my practice is that it allows me to be my best and really understand what my best is, whether it's my best that day or my best big picture. And what I find with Kai is that our relationship feels the strongest when we are affirming for each other what the other person's best is. Mm-hmm. In my job as a manager and a leader and a person who is whose job is so grounded in feedback, yeah, sometimes I find myself, quote, managing my husband. Yeah. And I don't think that that's what's best for our relationship. He doesn't always need the constructive feedback. He needs, and I need too, and I love hearing this from him, what we love about each other and what each other is doing great. So I think that, you know, to draw a line between what I do in yoga and what I do in my relationship, yoga shows me what I'm doing great. Yeah. And so that I'm able to reflect that back to Kai and in our relationship. And that's when I think I feel closest to him is when we know why each other matters, why, why we matter so much to each other. Mm-hmm. You're able to embrace everything. I mean, embrace the good and the bad about yeah. yourself. You know really where your strengths lie and you, and you show that for your partner. And when I'm talking about the, I don't even want to say bad Mm-hmm. you know, about things that he does or stuff that gets on my nerves, I always have to remember to check myself. Like, I'm sure there's plenty that I do that gets on his nerves as well. And he doesn't feel the need to tell me about that in this moment. So do I really need to illuminate his opportunity for him in this moment? Maybe not. Right. I've never, I have have asked like one time, what is the most annoying thing I do in this, like in our relationship? Ooh, what did you find out? I don't even remember. I feel like it was obviously. That's it probably has good. A, it has a, <laughs> <laughs> a little overly confident sometimes and I just like tune that out. But I mean, it's, so, it, 
it's a good exercise every once in a while. Just like check yourself a little. And, yeah. And it's I I'm glad too that you know I tie yoga to confidence. I really do. Mm-hmm. I became a more confident human. Embrace Same. the things that I'm good at and that fill me up, mm-hmm. so that when I leave yoga and leave whatever you know practice that falls under that big yoga umbrella. I'm bigger and better yep. for the people that I'm with yep. all the time. And totally. they feel it. And I think to, back to the point of like my vows and how I was able to really show up there. If you're not aware of why you yourself are awesome, it's so much harder to be awesome in that way for all of the other people who need you like that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Writing. You're going to write a little self-help situation for brides doing their vows. I got, like, I I got, got you. This. Just everyone stay tuned. Yeah, I did about that. Please. <laughs> Do you have any other advice for brides and grooms, whether they're doing a destination wedding or not? Anything that you want to gift them from your wise brain? Oh, man. Um, don't let anything distract you from why you're doing it in the first place. It's so easy, I think, kind of back to what we were talking about before, to get caught up in the things that you think quote unquote need to happen on a wedding day or need to be part of a wedding day and what you need the most is to set yourself up for a long-term future with this person who you're committing to and I don't think anything else is more important than that. Mm -hmm. Thank you Anastasia for sharing your just wealth of knowledge and experience um your honesty and yeah if you want to practice with Anastasia, she teaches at Core Power Yoga, a couple different studios around the Twin mm-hmm. Cities on the west side. Mm-hmm. She's an amazing yoga teacher. Take her class. It's so much fun. Um, and thanks again. I hope, you know, we can maybe talk in a couple years and hear where it's at. Like where, I don't know, maybe you've got more dogs. It's fine. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Life goals is like all of the dogs. Uh, all of the dogs. All of the dogs, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. This was fun. Thanks again for tuning into the Wedded Wellness Podcast. Um, This is one of our very first episodes, and there's so much more to come. So if you like what you're hearing, hit subscribe now and give us a five-star rating. It really means a lot. Tune in next time, and in the meantime, take care of yourself. Thanks, everyone.